pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with episode 13. This is the First Pick Podcast. We talk about all sports here, NHL, NFL, NBA. If it's sports, we're going to find out how to talk about it. We're going to find out a way to get it to you. Just to start off right off the top, a little bit of breaking news. Antonio Brown will not be addressed for some of the sexual assault allegations he has from 2017. An investigator called the lawyer of the young lady and let them know that the statute of limitation has been passed on those allegations. So that's that. Also, Eric man, Fisher. Eric Fisher left former tackle. Former first round pick. Former first round pick and left tackle for the Chiefs. Breaking news just now will not be playing for the Chiefs this Sunday. That He's out four to six weeks with a. Uh, it says core. I would assume that's core abdomen. Muscle. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know what the core is. Unbelie- but unbelievably yeah. painful, I assume. If the, if the, can't uh, laugh, can't sneeze. <laughs> Sometimes right. you can't even push out a poop. Oh, man. That has to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Make sure you eat your greens so it slides. Mmm. That's nasty. But um, so, <laughs> but that's going to be a big deal for them moving forward. That means that Patrick Mahomes' left side is not addressed at this point in time. More breaking news. Safety, Mika Fitzpatrick for the newly acquired Pittsburgh Steelers expected to start Sunday. That's crazy. The guy just got to camp. I don't know how you could uh, absolve a defense that fast. But then again, uh. I don't know. He's he's a a young guy. He is a very good player. He's versatile. And I think they're just going to put him in positions to be to. I need you to do this at this point and do that. And then he'll learn as he goes along. We we keep a 32 inch TV in here that we that uh, Vince is in our makeshift studio in our makeshift studio that we we have NFL on the whole time when we're sitting in here doing this. So uh, that's more breaking news. And I think that is it for breaking news this morning. Correct. Deshaun Jackson out oh, two weeks with yes. a, a ab, abdominal strain. Um, that's really about it that we got for breaking news um, on this episode. Uh, we're actually pre-recording this. It is Wednesday, September 18th, um, and we're going to give you as much info as we can as far as um, injuries go, uh, bringing into week three. Uh, we're going to be breaking down each game from the fantasy standpoint, from the betting standpoint, and the overall fan standpoint. But before we do that, and speaking of sponsors, y'all, we've teamed up with UTB Daily, which stands for Under the Bar Daily. Under the Bar Daily creates a legitimate workout program and routine that are sent out daily to your inbox. Their goal at UTB Daily is to take away any excuse to not go to the gym. Under the Bar Daily will give you a routine to follow each day, which gives you confidence on doing what you want to do for as low as five bucks a month. That's crazy, y'all. Under the Bar Daily has workouts for CrossFitters, bodybuilders, bikini competitors, and just your normal gym goer to a person that's never even worked out before. And because we teamed up with Under the Bar, I was able to get some workouts on the house. And these are great workouts. All kinds of things hitting total body. They got stuff for back and buys, leg day, whatever you can think of. 
just check them out. You can find them at www.underthebardaily.com. You could find them on Instagram at underthebardaily and on Twitter at utbdaily. Do us a favor here at the First Pick Pod and go give them a look. See, check out the page, see what they got to offer. They're supporting us, so give them some support. Thanks, y'all. On this day, brought to you by OnThisDay.com. I say brought to you. I just we're, we're going there. They're not a sponsor, but as I always say, on this day, holla at us because we keep we keep promoting you guys. Yeah, DM us, email yeah, us. Yeah, we're whatever. there. <laughs> on this day in 1938, the Bears. Defeat the Green Bay Packers 2-0. to zero. If you're a Bears fan, your behind had to be chapped, sitting out there all damn afternoon. In the 30s, probably on them bleachers, too, so you didn't yes. have no comfortable <laughs> In seats. 1938, they probably had on metal spikes. Mm. They didn't probably didn't even have face masks. They were still probably in leather helmets, and, and I can only imagine sitting out there all day watching a 2-0 game. Yeah. You had to be pissed about that. The only thing worse would be... Um, leaving your family on Thanksgiving to watch the Jets get beat by the Patriots 47-3 to and witnessing the most iconic blunder play of all times for your football team. So you witnessed the butt fumble? I did. Wow. Live. That's rough. I actually, I have a like a picture <laughs> on my Instagram on my face uh, back whenever that game was. I think it was in 2012, uh-huh. I think. Um I'm not a big selfie guy, but that was one of the selfies I took of myself being miserable. And uh, it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I remember that play. And I remember like asking myself, like, what just happened? Um, a buddy of mine, his sister worked. I don't know. If she, I don't even know if, if, she, if, if she still does, but she worked for the NFL at that time, NFL Films. Okay. And they were doing a special probably on that quarterback for the other team there. Right. And um, she had – tickets for president's club which is like nice leather seats and uh, my buddy called me up thanksgiving morning and said do you want to go to the game and i was like oh man, it's thanksgiving and at the time my wife who was my girlfriend we didn't have any plans uh, my family was doing things out of state her family had things and i was like you mind if i go and she was like no it's free go ahead enjoy i know you you know want to go and that's what i witnessed and i remember i was sitting with my buddy and that play just happened and i'm like did he just fumble <laughs> off of his ass and he looked at me and was like I don't know and then they showed the replay and that's all she wrote <laughs> that's when the butt fumble was born and I saw it live regardless of his NFL career I will always remember his time at USC one of the best greatest college football teams I've seen in a long time going from Carson Palmer going to Mark Sanchez I get it uh, you know I, he had a really good time there for those two back-to-back AFC championship games but what he was at USC was so fun it was so exciting with him and Reggie Bush and all the other boys that were there Mike Williams all the guys who came through I'll always remember Sanchez for that time when he was at the peak uh, of of his career I think which which will be USC yeah um, I liked Sanchez he brought me my most recent glory 10 years ago, bringing us to AFC, two AFC championship games. Not necessarily him, but he was the quarterback at that time. Bart's Breaking news, Sam Darnold's back in the building and feeling good for the New York Jets. Um, most of you people out there were like, oh, this guy's not going to play for eight weeks. That's not true. You know what I mean? He, we got a bye week coming up. He'll take another game off and then he'll be back. Not that it's going to matter anyway. Um, but... 
We're here to break down week three of the NFL. And the first matchup we have, nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. We got the Cincinnati Bengals at Buffalo. The total on this game sits at 44, and Buffalo is minus six. Big Kev, you got any, anything you want to touch on the total or the side before we dive into the game? No, I don't. And so give me the number one more time, Vince. The total is 44. 44 and the total, the spread number. Minus six. Minus six. I I really like the Buffalo Bills. I have a hard time going against their defense, especially when I know that there's a hobble mixing, and he's not questionable, but we know the ankle sprain is there. He's not going to get over that ankle sprain anytime soon, especially if he's going to continue to play NFL games. So he's a little hobbled. We already know that A.J. Green is still out for this team. It looks like Michael Jordan, their guard, is out for this game. Uh, it's hard. Uh, Andy Dalton's all on his own out there trying to do his best for the squad, so I feel for him, but I have a hard time uh, uh, picking them on this side. Um, Mixon's going to have a tough day. I'm still rolling with him in fantasy. I'm not going to play John Ross, the third. I'm going to sit him down because I think I have a better option. I'm going with Malcolm Brown versus the the Chiefs. Uh, so I'm not not Malcolm Brown. I apologize. Marquise, Marquise Brown. Brown. Just call him Hollywood Brown. It makes I, it a lot easier so you don't mix him up. I, I mix him up every single time I, I, I say to him. Hollywood Brown, who is the number one receiver for the Ravens. I think he's a better choice. It's, not, it's He's like one of those guys like, like I don't even know his name. Do you remember Peanut Tillman? Yes. What's his first name? I have no clue. Exactly. Peanut Tillman, Hollywood Brown. And the only thing I remember. For you guys that don't know, my bad to cut you off. Peanut Tillman. I think his first name is Charles. Yes. Charles you, are, you are 100% correct. What do I got? Elephant's brain. <laughs> Charles Tillman was a great safety cornerback for the Chicago Bears. I think he was on that team that went to the Super Bowl when they lost to Peyton Manning. Famous for punching the ball out of people's hands. Mm-hmm. He created. He was a turnover machine, and but I hated him. It took us a long time to uh, get his name. <laughs> we're going to lose Marquise Brown's first name, and we're going to make it Hollywood Brown. Okay. Stick to that. Deal, because every time I've said his name, I have called him Malcolm Brown, who is the running back for the St. Louis Rams. The Los Angeles Rams. Jesus. It's all good. It's all good. It's going to take us a little bit of time to, listen, we're old, so we watched that team from St. Louis. I'm sure some of the old school football guys are probably like the Baltimore Colts. Yeah. And they're like, what? What's the, what's the Baltimore Colts? And you it's know. still the hardest one for me is San Diego. But yeah, it's going to take time. It's in this fresh. game. Just wait. Just wait till we start doing Oakland. <laughs> all right. Vegas They're gonna be Raiders. Ba- uh, the Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Right. We'll see what happens there. But uh, and from the Buffalo side, we'll see what happens with Singletary. He's still hobbled. He's not even practicing today. But despite that, I think Frank Gore will be just fine. I think Josh Allen has a big game here. The defense shows up and the Bills win. But go ahead. What's your view? How you looking? So you know how I like to start this. I'm going to start this with a little trend. Okay. From the Vinny, Vinny Trends database. Deal. <laughs> Since... <laughs> 2015, follow me here. I'll try to go as slow as I can. It's not, I'm not insinuating that nobody uh, understands what I'm saying, but even for me, sometimes reading it, I have to break it down slowly so I could better get an understanding of it. And these are situational trends, people. Uh, one trend, two, sometimes. It doesn't just mean that that one trend, you bet against it or go with it. It's just a way to point you in the right direction. Since 2015, teams on the road who, when favored, or are dogs up to five points off a one-game homestand. Follow me here. They're either a dog or favored up to five points. They only played one game at home. So they opened up on the road, played at home, 
and now they're back on the road. Okay? Versus a team coming off at least two away games. They opened up back-to-back on the road. Which the Bills did in New York twice. Yes, and the Cincinnati Bengals opened up in Seattle, went home and got smoked by the 49ers, and now they're back out on the road. Right. At least two away games. And their next game is versus a divisional or conference opponent, which is this case here. Week three, Cincinnati Bengals plus six. They are 21-2 and two against the spread. 21-2 and two against the spread in that situation. I'm taking the Bills just to counter that. I just don't think they're okay. good enough. That's okay. That, that is significant, though, Vince. That's very significant. 23 games, 21 wins. That's 21 covers. 21 covers. Mm-hmm. That's very... Uh. So, keep that in mind before you guys want to make a wager. However, like Kevin said, just sometimes I look at some of those things and I'm like, that don't matter. I'm taking the bills. (laughs) So, uh, with that situation, that kind of leans me to stay away from the bills more than put a wager on the Bengals. Um, I do like, however, that the bills are back home. Buffalo is a very tough place to play. Uh, Speaking of the Cincinnati Bengals. Found something out there, kind of interesting. Wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, doesn't necessarily have a trend or anything, but it's just to give you a statistic on John Ross. He averages a touchdown every 3.2 receptions. For his career, John Ross has 32 receptions and 10 touchdowns. Wow. So that's actually about that. really good. So he's three, three to one ratio. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, I think the Bengals. Have a tough time here in Buffalo. I think that last week, them getting smoked by the 49ers was more how much on point Jimmy G was and that offensive game plan to attack the Bengals. I'm not sold on, I believe his name is Zach Taylor. Who's the head coach of the uh, Bengals? You are correct. Zach Taylor, right? Yes. Um, I'm not sold on him yet. And uh, I think that's going to show in this game. However... I do think the Bengals find a way to make this game close. I think the Bills will be a little complacent because of their recent two-game winning streak, but they want they find a way to pull out this game. This is going to be a stay away for me on the uh, on the side. Uh, I, I don't want to take Cincinnati plus six because I was big on them last week and they burned me. And uh, I'm not going to back the Bills with this big of a number, even though they are at home and they haven't traveled far. The side is a complete pass. Uh, the total, I'm not messing with it. Fantasy relevance. What's up with your boy Devin Singletary? He has a hamstring. We'll see what happens. He's not even practicing. Maybe he sits. Maybe he plays. I I'm gonna stay away from stay away from him either way. I just picked up Jeff, Jeff William Jeff Wilson Jr. in our 16 team league to try to uh, mitigate some of that. To just in case he doesn't play, I, I'm a little nervous with hamstrings because if they uh, try to push that, he can have a total tear and they're gonna be screwed. So I don't think they take the chance with him this weekend. Ride Frank Gore. Pick him up if you haven't already picked him up. I picked him up just today in a league where I don't even need him just for value there. You know, just in case I lose a running back, I can keep five, so I have five. But uh, Frank Gore is old, old man winter. Yes. Uh, speaking of Frank Gore, last Sunday when he scored, that was his first touchdown in 23 games. Think about that. Really? Yeah. 
So all those carries he had last year and didn't Nothing. get into the end zone? Nothing. Don't forget what team he played for last year. Yeah. They didn't get in the end zone a lot. Oh Yeah, the, the, they were boo-boo. That's the uh, Miami fish fry. Yes, the Dolphins. So, so uh, we both agree that Frank Gore holds tremendous fantasy value. Absolutely. I like him in some DFS lineups. And uh, if you have him, depending on your running back situation or your flex situation, that might be a good start. If you're the uh, Tevin Coleman owner, you're still waiting on him to come back. If you own one, maybe two of the Kansas City Chiefs and he's available or you know maybe you make a trade for him. But they're saying that he's the guy for the foreseeable future because Devin Singletary isn't ready. And I told you guys, if you listen to our fantasy breakdown episode, I'm not going to repeat myself too much because I don't want to waste too much time on it. Them hamstring injuries, they linger. They do. So um, I'm keeping my eye on TJ Yeldon, too. You guys know I hate the Bills. I'm a Jets fan. But I'll take that guy for value anytime. And if I could scoop him up just in case something happens to old and crusty Frank Gore, which I'm surprised he hasn't broken down yet. He must... He must eat his Wheaties. Right. You know what I mean? This guy takes care of himself. He, he really um, does. It's something that people talk about a good amount, how well he takes care of his body. So. Yeah, so... um, And he says it's the only thing he's good at. So, uh, he's going to... I disagree. I think he's good at football, too. Uh, well, well I, I meant... That's what I meant, oh, football. I thought you meant taking care of himself. Oh, well, no. I meant as far as playing football. Okay. So, he makes sure that his body's in shape to make sure he stays at this, so... Yeah, Um. I, I, I like Frank Gore. I like him to start here. Uh, I think he eats the Cincinnati Bengals alive. And... um. Josh Allen. I've seen a lot of people picking him up, and a lot of people got him started. I don't disagree with that. Think about what Russ was able to pull out to win against this team. His numbers weren't astronomical, but he had a solid game. And then Jimmy GQ ate these boys alive, too. We spoke about this on our AFC North breakdown. I'm going to keep... You know, hitting those because you could go back and listen to those anytime. That's when we really dove into these these divisions. The Cincinnati Bengals were almost dead last in everything on defense last year. Yep. Even if they got better through the draft, it can't be that much better with a lot of young guys. Um, start your Buffalo Bills, John Brown, Frank Gore, Josh Allen, and then on the Bengals side, what do you do there? John Ross, I'm, Tyler Boyd. I'm sitting, I'm sitting those. Well, Tyler Boyd I go with. I'm sitting John Ross this week because I feel like I have a better option, and I'm always scared of the Buffalo defense. I'm going with Mixon for lack of a better option. He's not questionable. He's just working with the he's working with the ankle, with the sprained ankle, so he's going to continue to go. I hope he gets a lot of stuff out of the backfield, which he is which he can do. He has that kind of skill going on. And just to Vince's statement about the defense, the Bengals are giving up 31 points a game so far in the first two games of the season. Ouch. Also, listen to our Fantasy Frenzy episode. One of my, in our with it or against this segment, I'm against Joe Mixon. I think Kevin's bugging playing him against his defense, who I who I despise this team, by the way. And if I'm hyping up their defense, that means a lot. Um, if I had better options, I'd take it. I got you. You got better options. Holla at me. I'm selling Antonio Brown. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anything else you got in this game? That's it, man. What we about Andy Dalton, Red Rifle? You starting him, sitting him? I would not take that chance. Okay, I have him in our listener league. He's riding the pine because I'm starting Matt Stafford um, over him. I'm not messing with the Red Rifle in this game. He might game. get feasted on on this one. So far, I've loved him so far in the he first has two been games. Really good. He has been really good. I think really he's got good. like 700 passing yards I feel yards like he's already. by himself in the freaking desert trying to figure out what to go on, and he needs help from mixing. He needs Green to come back. You got Ross. You got Boyd. They might go on a streak. Remember I said that. Any um, Anything with the tight ends there? You're messing with Eifert, Uzama? I don't even know who the tight end is. I don't want tight, tight ends is. from either team. I gotcha. don't even want to yeah, know. Nope. And okay. Cole Beasley is the only receiver you really want for perception. Perception uh, until until Josh Allen gets better at getting to those uh, to those X and Ys. The guys on the outside. Uh, I'm gonna tell you something right now, Kev. He ain't never gonna get better. We'll see. Next up, oh boy. 
Miami Dolphins going down to Big D. Minus 21 and a half, Kev. The Dallas Cowboys minus 21 and a half total on this game sits at 47 and a half. Like I said last week, y'all, these big spreads with bad teams, I don't like the big spread. I don't like the total because I feel like with the total, you're getting one team to score all the points. And you don't want that when you're taking the total. Kev, you got anything with this total or this spread first off? I don't. I'm not touching anything on this game. Like the uh, teams playing the Miami Dolphins makes me nervous because they're still a pro team. So every once in a while, I feel like some people are going to get got. Uh, if you're going to wind up taking the Jets and the, the Jets or the Miami Dolphins and some of these suicide leagues and some of these spreads, I'm staying away from anything that has to do with them unless you're going straight up against the team that's playing them to win. Uh, other than that, I'm not messing with nothing as far as they're concerned because it's like uh, they're a JV team. So I, I don't know what to what the what you're going to get from them but we're probably going to get more of what we've been seeing already i just want to inform some of you guys out there you know i've been uh i've been wagering on sports for a while now um if you guys can't hear that in my uh my notes or <laughs> i think or they know <laughs> my tips so to say um i've seen this very few times in my life where an nfl team has a spread of 20 or more points. And while some of you out there might look at that and be like, wow, the Dolphins are really bad, there's another 20-point spread that I'm not too uh, happy to discuss, but we'll get to that. Anyway, these are a rarity in the NFL. And uh, just because you think that team is so bad and they're going to roll, meaning the Cowboys are going to roll over on, on the Miami Dolphins, which I agree they will, let me tell you guys something. Covering a 21.5-point spread is going to be really hard. Sure, we saw it last week with the with the New England Patriots. But I want to give you guys a little little trend, a little stat. Okay. That's what you guys know I do. Since 1984, there have been seven NFL favorites. 1984, people. 35 years. There have been 20 favorites of 20 or more points. And each... Listen to me closely. Each has failed to climb the mountain of chalk. The chalk means the spread. It's another terminology. When you have a big spread, you just call it chalk. You know why? Because chalk tastes nasty. And that's a lot of points to cover. 2013, Denver Broncos, minus 26 and a half. No go. 2011, New England Patriots, minus 20 and a half. No go. 07 Patriots, three times. They failed to cover a 22-point spread, a 20-and-a-half-point spread, and a 24-point spread. 1993, San Francisco 49ers, 24-point spread, no-go. 1987, San Francisco 49ers, 23-and-a-half-point spread, no-go. But let me also counter that with the fact that right now, Miami, points per game, 5. Miami, points allowed per game, 51. Mm, mm, That sounds mm. like cover to me. I see what you're saying. And man. I don't think I don't think that Dallas defense gives up a point. They'll be lucky if they get a field goal. Now, uh, I want to point out that I got this from Jason Logan at Covers JLo on Twitter. Um, I want to shout out the people that we get this information from. Plus, I don't want no beef with nobody. But anyway, um, I'm one of these guys that likes to, to buck the trend, so to say. Um, if you guys out there know what roulette is, you go up to the roulette table. It's the big and big red and black spinning table at a casino. There's a ball on it. You have numbers or colors. You could bet on the number. You could bet on the color. You could bet on odd and even. 
I'm the kind of guy that walks up to the table, and if I see it, it hit red 50 times in a row, you know what I say? Here comes black. Right. If it goes even 20 times in a row, here comes odd. So while I don't agree with this trend here that they haven't covered it, I get your point, and I think Dallas rolls. I think this is a, a 35-0 to zero game or 42-7 to seven right. kind of thing. This team is historically bad. Yes. I think they're worse than the Browns of 2016, they 2017. Had a, they had a good defense. Yes. yeah, and they, they really had, did. They like, had some names on it. Yes. You got guys getting – they want to get out of there like Mika Fitzpatrick. You know, that. other than that, their quarterback is bad. The backup quarterback is bad. There's no nobody wants to play for this team, and uh, I just think that this is going to be a smoke show. There's not much really to talk about other than the historical betting trends with right. this. You start all your Dallas Cowboys and sit everybody in Miami. Yeah, we're we always going to say that for the foreseeable future. Right. Um, but this is going to be a bloodbath. Dallas Cowboys roll. I think they cover the spread, and the only way you hit the over on this game is if Miami scores. If they put up 7 or 10 points, you're going to hit the over. But you saw last week that didn't happen, and Dallas's defense is up there as They're far good. as good defenses. They're very good. I don't want to spend much more time on this game. Yeah, we can go, man. I'm just really sad Michael Gallup's not playing in this Yeah, game. well, like I said, roster uh, Devin Smith. And, and listen, roster Devin Smith, roster Randall Cobb. And you want to get old crusty Jason Witt. Hey, take him. Next up. The Denver Broncos at the frozen tundra. It's not frozen yet. Green Bay Packers minus eight. Total sits at 42 and a half. Kev, what we got? I'm nervous. We're really bad on third down. We cannot extend drives. Um, We did show progress last week. We had three drives where we were scored. In the first week, we had one drive where we scored, so we're showing progress. But if we don't get better on third down, Von Miller's going to chew us alive. So that's the one thing that I'm a little nervous about. As far as the points, I'm not taking any of it. I actually did take, I did take the Packers, though, in our Suicide League. So I just think I think they're going to win this game. Mm-hmm. I think our defense is enough. I think they're going to shut down Flacco. I think they pick him off at least twice in this game. So I think we have a dominant performance on defense. And I also think that offensively, we will do enough to get by this Denver defense that had that is fourth in passing right now but you can dig into them Vince is dancing right now and I would love to know why uh, Mets are up 1-0 oh. sorry, <laughs> sorry. Let's so, see what, oh Jeff McNeil okay uh, so, Pete Alonzo's at bat so he might smack another one sorry no get problem back to, get back to football I know, <laughs> so I know the football guys are like I don't care about this baseball shut up <laughs> go ahead so, my bad so the I like their their pass defense is phenomenal. They're fourth, and that's what they're kind of built for. So make sure if you have Aaron Jones, he is going to be he. Is, I'm with it. He is going to have a wonderful day this weekend. Jamal Williams, I think they both have a good day. I think they're going to shove it down Denver's throat. I do think the Packers win. As far as Denver is concerned, I would sit all of those running backs. I would sit Philip Lindsay, and I would sit. Um, Royce Freeman. I always Rolls forget Royce. his name. I want to call him Devontae Freeman. Call him every Rolls Royce. Time. Rolls, Rolls Royce. Royce. That's what I call him. Uh, so we, we, we will, you sit Rolls Royce, you sit Philip Lindsay, but those receivers, they're going to they're gonna get the ball a little bit. I think, I think Cortland Sutton and I think Emmanuel Sanders could have decent days. Maybe they're going to, they're going to have to throw the ball at some point, but that's up to you. Okay. Um, we talk about everything on this show. 
So I want to talk about something we don't talk about enough. Okay. Everybody else, I'm sure everybody plays in one. Um, you said you're going to take them with a survivor pick. Uh, you play in a survivor league. And uh, my question is to you is, why not take the easy layup with the Dallas Cowboys? When I look at the Green Bay Packers schedule, I see, granted, I don't, I try to stay away from divisional games. You still got the Detroit Kitty Cats last game of the season. And you also got the Oakland Raiders coming into town October 20th. So my question to you is, and I'm just hearing out uh, basic survivor pool strategies here, is why not take the layup with the Dallas Cowboys as opposed to taking your boys uh, at home against Denver? Well, first of all, I don't do as much looking as I pro- as I should okay. for a suicide league, so you also have to take that into account. I don't do too okay. much looking. I take each week for the week that it is, and I already took two cupcakes. So I know I'm going to have to start taking some things that are a little bit closer than that. I took Baltimore versus Miami in the first week, and I okay. took the Patriots versus Miami in the second week. Yeah. So I, I thought I'd take something where there was a little more of a challenge for that team that's coming okay. because I, I'm going to be taking Miami versus teams probably Probably a few more times as we go down the road and all along with the Jets, especially during this run that they're going to have while they're still injured. But take it easy. Well, I said while they're still injured. So and that's I believe, you know, I like your defense over there. But I'm going to tell so, you all something right now. I just think the Packers win. too. I'm going to so. tell you all something right now. What's today's date? September. T- today is September 18th. OK, remember I said it. Keep. You keep picking against my Jets in your suicide pools, they're going to hurt your feelings. I said especially now. No, I got you. Oh, oh, I got you. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, I I get it. I I know the stretch. You know I know the stretch. Right. It's tough. Patriots, Cowboys, Eagles, Patriots again. I get it. And we just need a W. It's not like we... we, You don't need to cover no spray. You don't need to cover no 23 points like they're getting. But mark my words, they're going to hurt you one day. Not just you. I'm talking about you, the listener. Okay. Anyway... One more thing I want to touch on Survivor Pool. If you look at the Dallas Cowboys schedule and you tell me another easy layup win in that schedule, aside from maybe October 13th at Jet Life Stadium. And that's where I say, why why, why not take the layup? Well, I only need 17 teams. Why shoot the three? I got you. So maybe Dallas is a team I never pick again for the rest of the season. Very good. Okay. I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, Back to this game here. I'm not messing with the side. I don't like the eight points. I don't like that I have to score twice with the Green Bay Packers. I think you guys win, but Denver's defense can keep them in the game. You guys have yet to show me uh, the blowout capability as you let the Bears hang around in that game and you let the Vikings hang around in that game. Granted, divisional foes, the games are usually very tight with an occasional blowout there. Those teams know you best. Um, This team doesn't, um, obviously not um, at a conference play, but I don't think that the Broncos' offense can get going. I haven't seen anything special out of them yet. And I think they shut down Rolls-Royce. I think they shut down Phillip Lindsay, like you said. The receivers might be able to get open, but not if your pass rush is coming in on time You know, with Joe Flacco there. Um, I like the under a lot. I've actually already taken it, um, and it's already starting to tick down. And as far as this spread, it started at 7.5, and, and I'm seeing anywhere between 8 to 8.5 already. So it's going upwards. I've missed the window. Um, it didn't open at 7. Had it opened at 7, I might have taken your boys. But um, I was on your boys last week at minus 2.5. Right. But you guys, you guys are probably out there like, what's this guy talking about? We're talking about a point and a half. It's a big deal, people. There are key numbers in football. Three, three and a half, six, 
seven and seven and a half. Those are key numbers. The reason why the six is key now is because we're missing so many extra points. Right. So the seven and seven and a half, those are a big deal. And if I could get them at a seven, worst case scenario, you guys win the game 27 to 20 and I get my money back. It's a push. Right. But with that seven and a hook, I could very well lose this game. And the Denver Broncos showed you last time how important the hook was. The last game, they lost by two points. The spread was two and a half. Two and a half? That's that true. exactly shows you what I mean. This is a stay away from the total side. As far as the Packers go, you think Aaron Jones is going to eat him alive? I do. Okay. I hope so because I got him on my team in two leagues and I might be starting him. I might need to start him. Um, they're allowing 125 yards a game from running backs. They're not giving up very much in the passing game, only giving up 189. The Packers are giving up a good amount, actually, but we keep both teams, what they do well is keep people from scoring. Both teams, well, especially the Packers, yes. we're only allowing nine and a half points. And that's why a game. I like the under. I, like, I love the under in this game, and I already took it earlier at a different number than what it's at right now. It, uh, it opened at. 43 and a half and it's already down to 42 and a half and the broncos are allowing about 20 points a game so they're giving up a few more scores but and i think that's coming through the run game or other teams through the run game for them but i still think the packers win i think it's you can start you start Devonte adams you absolutely start aaron jones because i think him and jamal williams are going to be the engine for us this week okay um so definitely go with those guys and you can consider the outside guy because we are the packers we are giving up 229 yards per game we are still we're good and and we're unbelievably talented, but we're also inexperienced and young in some of those spots. Jerry Alexander is a number one corner, but he's still only in his second year. We still have Tremont Williams. Savage is a rookie who was just drafted, who's playing like a veteran. So we are young. So there are going to be some plays that maybe we don't want, but we make up for that by not giving up scores. Okay. And um, I, I think that maybe you guys might want to temper your expectations of Devontae Adams while Kevin thinks that he's going to excel. I'm not saying the guy's going to come out and flop and get you six points, but I don't see... Uh, Chris a, Harris is good. Uh, yeah, and, and they got another boy over there. I talked about him before, Bryce Callahan. Right. So the passing game, I could see being tough for A-Rod. And, um, you know, just temper your expectations of Devontae Adams. I don't think he's going to drop a 30-burger, but I also don't think he's going to be able to be stopped. I could see with like a one-touchdown, 80-yard game, something like that, but they're going to need to work in Jimmy Graham or Geronimo Allison, MVS, somewhere around there. But I, I'm starting to, you know, see your side there with Aaron Jones and, and Jamal Williams and maybe getting some catches out the backfield there. Uh, again, I think the Packers win this game. Yes. I think the total stays under. I don't like the spread. I don't like the Broncos covering the eight at the same time. The side is a stay away from me, but I do like the under in this game. But the further it keeps ticking down, the less I'm going to stay away from it. Last thing I want to touch on the betting angle. If a team keeps hitting on the under, eventually they're going to notice that. The Las Vegas sports books will take notice. These on, online offshore sports books will take notice. They will make adjustments. The last two games for the Denver Broncos went under. The last two games for the Green Bay Packers, they are aware of that. Don't let it don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> I'm aware of that also. And if this game blows up and goes over, things will be adjusted. Falcons at Colts. Colts minus two total. 47. What we got, Kev? I love the Colts. I'm a little nervous, though, because Atlanta plays inside. They feel comfortable inside. That's what they like. That's when they feel good. They're, I, but we also said how much we believe in the Colts. I think this is going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a tough, grinded-out game. The way that I, I believe the Colts are still good, but their identity now changes. Their identity becomes Marlon Mack, who leads to Jacoby Brissett off the play action, which leads to T.Y. Hilton getting some deep passes. They can't just drop back like they used to and just have 
Jacoby Brissett throw the ball 40 times because he's not Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is a unique quarterback, and he has the ability to do those things. So, so going into this game, the Atlanta Falcons are are scoring 18 points a game. The Colts are scoring 21. The Atlanta Falcons are... They allow 24 points a game on defense, and the Colts are allowing 23 so far. So they're, they're kind of pretty even as far as teams are concerned. The only thing that I will say that Atlanta is explosive, and they have yet to really have that, and it's going to happen. And I don't think it's going to take too long. We'll see what happens in this game as, as far as that's concerned. As far as who's winning, I haven't made a choice yet. I have no clue what to do in this game. It's one I want to stay away from everything. There's no, when I look at a game, I always lean. And I lean one way or the other. I like this team. I like that team. I have no lean in this game. I have no mm-hmm. clue what to do. And when it comes to the points, if I ha- when it comes to actual spread, when I don't have a lean, I'm always willing to take the underdog. I like that. And that's smart. Um, I said it on our baseball pod, and I said I'm going to be saying it a lot throughout the year. When you bet underdogs, your interests and the team interests are nearly always the same. That's not the case when you bet favorites. And what I mean by that is just think about it. The underdog is trying to win the game. The favorite's trying to win the game too. But if the underdog is trying to win the game, they might get you a cover. The favorite don't care about you covering. They don't care about winning by eight and a half, ten, seven. They just want to win the game. They just want Ws. So does the underdog. And if the underdog wants to win the game, they're go- most likely going to cover the spread at that too. Um, and that kind of gets me to where I'm, I'm at in this game. And uh, as big as a Colt supporter as I have been through the first two weeks of the season and as I will be moving forward because I have a Colts season win total, it kind of gets me to stay away from this game because I'm kind of – Uh, It's an oxymoron, if you ask me. If I'm betting on the Colts to win games throughout the season, I don't want to bet against them individually because what am I actually rooting for there? However, in this case, with the two points, the Colts can win the game and the Falcons could cover the spread. So it it is one of those uh, anomalies in this situation. I do like the Falcons plus the two points. I think they're the more experienced team. And um, I like the fact that the Falcons are playing indoors again. They played like dog poop against the Eagles and still pulled out a victory. Right. And I think that's going to come into play here with the Colts. Um, with two points, uh, this might be a game where I money line the Falcons. I don't, I don't really need the points. Mainly, it's gonna, you're going to laugh at this, because of the way that Adam Vinatieri is playing. Him missing extra points and field goals. I agree. I don't think the two points are going to come into play there. Um, I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to take the Falcons on the money line, but I do like the Falcons with the points. From the fantasy standpoint, Colts, if you got Jacoby Brissett and you need the, you need a quarterback, if you were the Drew Brees owner, the Ben Roethlisberger owner, um, any one of those owners of a quarterback that's injured or you don't have a guy to play, you're not particularly happy with the matchup, I don't think starting Jacoby Brissett is a bad thing here. Um, but the only receiver you want to start is T.Y. Hilton and uh, maybe Ebron or Doyle if you're in a bad tight end situation. Right, and of course Marlon Mack. Yeah, uh, the, but the other receivers, they're kind of irrelevant right now. Agreed. Paris Campbell, um, Carlos Rogers, and uh, Zach Pascal. Those three guys, we've yet to see who the number two is. It looks like the number two is one of the tight ends. So I'm staying away from Colts receivers, but Marlon Mack is a guy that I'm willing to start. Um and the guys at receiver that you just named, mm-hmm. you, I knew their names last season, and that lets you know the difference between great 
and just average or a little bit above average. I knew all their names last year because Andrew Luck is so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. We don't know their names this year because Joe, Jacoby Brissett, while very good, while you can win with him, he has five touchdowns and one interceptions, he's still not Andrew Luck. He can't spread it the same. He doesn't see it the same. So I just wanted to add that in there since you just named those guys' names. No, that's a great that's a great point to add in, and thank you for doing that. Um, the other thing I want to point out here, too, on the other side of the ball, Atlanta. Kevin's been big on Devonta Freeman. I, I'm not sold on him yet, uh, especially with the Colts' defense being underrated. Um, but this might be a game where you might want to play him. I'm not 100% in on him. And uh, the Colts are 31st against the run. So there's only one team out there worse than them. Devonta Freeman, You might. this is going to sound weird for me to say because you know I'm not a supporter. Get that guy in your lineup. I know it hasn't been looking Vince good. This is with it. <laughs> yeah, I know it hasn't been looking good for Devonta Freeman, but this might be the game. I'm not going to say the guy's dropping a 30-burger, but he he reaches the end zone uh, in this game, and, and he'll get you over 15 points. Um, the other guy that you got to look at, last year the Indianapolis Colts were the worst team against the tight end, which means you want to get – Austin Hooper in this game and uh this year they ranked ninth two game sample size but look at the teams that they played does the do the Chargers have a tight end uh not anymore Hunter Henry's out so uh think about that and they actually they shut down Delaney Walker last week um but I'm I'm in on Austin Hooper I think this is a, a good matchup for him Obviously, you're starting Julio Jones. I got Calvin Ridley. I'm starting him. There's not much else I got with this game. Um, the total sits at 47. That's kind of right where I think it would land. Um, but the Colts kind of bowed me to think that their defensive uh, matchup last week with the Titans. Um, I don't know if that was just two good defenses or two inept offenses uh, where the week prior, the Colts offense looked very good. The total is too wacky for me. I'm not messing with the total. I lean towards the Falcons. And if you have put a gun in my head, I'm going to take the Falcons. Next game, possibly the game of the week. Hmm. The Baltimore Ravens go into Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City, minus seven. This is a high total. This is probably one of the highest totals I've ever seen on a Baltimore Ravens game. 55 points. Kev, what do you like? This is crazy. If you if you can't get excited for this, this yeah. you should not be watching football. I no. cannot Hockey wait. Hockey starts in two weeks. The yeah. NBA snooze fest starts soon. <laughs> Tune out. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just call my NBA a snooze fest? I did. I don't want to make this podcast any longer, but we'll get back to that at some point on the first big <laughs> podcast. But I will say, this is so exciting. These quarterbacks are going to be exciting to watch versus each other. Lamar Jackson, seven touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, seven touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, 596 so far in pass yards. Mahomes, 821 in pass yards. Not a big difference because you you also have to keep into account the amount of rushing that Lamar Jackson will do versus what Patrick Mahomes does. I am, I'm not, uh, well, I'm taking the Ravens. Seven. They got plus, they're plus seven in this game. Just found out that the starting left tackle, Eric... Fisher. Eric Fisher. Uh, Out four to six weeks, abdominal injury for the. There you go. Thank you for saving me. Offensive lineman, former first round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
right now, though, Mark Andrews is still questionable. My guess is he's still going to play this game, but Jimmy Smith is still out at cornerback. That could be a problem for the uh, for the Baltimore Ravens moving forward. So both teams have a little bit of an injury issue going on here. Also, Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy are both questionable for the Chiefs game. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about these teams moving forward. I have no clue what's going to go on here. I think it's going to go back and forth in an offensive game and it's going to be really hard to stop but quite honestly both teams aren't so bad in the scoring category the Ravens only given up 13 points per game so far through two games and the Kansas City Chiefs only given up 18 so we'll see what happens last year these two teams met December 9 2018 and the Ravens lost by three the the game was 27 to 24 if that's indicative of how this game will turn out in a close game I lean towards the Baltimore Ravens with the points as well. Um, The Ravens haven't beat the Chiefs since 2012, and that was a 9-6 game. I'm going to tell you right now, ain't no way that score is going to happen in this game, not with these two offenses. And um, although I side with the Ravens for the better defense, I just don't know how they're going to be able to stop Showtime. Um, Even limited at running back, I see at least Shady McCoy and or Damian Williams playing one of the two. Um, They still have the rookie Darwin Thompson getting inserted into this somehow. You had Demarcus Robinson appear out of nowhere. You have Sammy Watkins, who I'm not a big believer in. Travis Kelsey. There's too much offensive firepower at home. It's going to be a close game, but I lean towards the points. I have a question for you, Vince. Talk to me. Who did the Chiefs play last week? The Raiders. They did play the Raiders Took me a last second, week. Oh, it's all right. They played the Raiders last week, right? I know what you're going to say. So they put up 240 points, or right, 240 yards, and they also scored four touchdowns in one quarter, right? In second quarter, yeah. What did they do to the other three? Nothing. Hmm. Squad oof. Yeah, I, I have a problem with that. Who are you? Because the Packers did the same thing. I'll call out my own team for yeah. the same thing. We put you up 21 in the first quarter. And that was it. And and, and then what are you going to do after that, the Packers? Because yeah. you ain't going to be able to do that all year long. When exactly. you start getting to the better teams, and you start getting into the playoff picture, you got to put up points. So who are you going to be? I think that's indicative of them not having Tyreek Hill. I think it's indicative of maybe the run, running backs being a little nicked up. People are going to be focusing on Kelsey. So he's been kind of quiet. He had a decent week last week. But if they know, well, number one, I'm taking out Kelsey out of this game. We'll deal with the rest of everybody Mm -hmm. else. So that leaves me a little shaky. You got shut out by the Raiders three quarters. And you also set a record, almost set a record in the second quarter. So I would just keep that in mind moving forward with this game. But go ahead. I understand what you're saying. And um, I'm not not siding with the Chiefs in this game. I lean towards the Ravens with the points. But um, I just feel like that's too many points for a good Ravens team. And that... Something I've learned in the past, if, if the spread don't make any sense, that's a stay away from me. And uh, Or, in this case, usually if the, if the spread don't make any sense, I take the dog. The under. Right? Um, but this one just don't make any sense. It's too good of a game for me to, to wager on, even though I want to be invested. Um, I'm just going to watch. I like the total 55. It's a lot of points. The last two times I've seen high totals like that didn't work out well for me. So, uh, this is going to be a popcorn game. Um or chips and dip. Oh, I'm, I'm, don't even get me started. I, I, I haven't eaten that much today in my stomach. As soon as you said chips and dip. We both haven't. We've been I, grinding I, today. I felt bubbles in my gut when you said that. Well, you better keep them, them bubbles in your gut. Don't let them out. Those are just hunger bubbles, not gas okay, bubbles. Okay, no BGs. <laughs> bubble guts. Anyway, um, I'm staying away from both here. I'm just watching. I have uh, I have Lamar Jackson in the league. I have Mark Andrews in the league. Yep. Um, I have Marquise I have Brown, Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. Brown. 
I just want I just want points. And the last time we said points galore, points galore, it didn't work out for us when we were with the Rams and the Saints game. Granted, Drew Brees went down. I just want to see a good football game. I got nothing else with this. I'm with you. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, you start. You I start think, everybody on offense. Yeah, just really. That's it. <laughs> that's yeah. how I look the at only, it. The only thing that kind of, you know, hinders me is like on the Chiefs. The Chiefs seem like they're going to be like a, a Patriots offense where one day it's going to be this guy. One day it's going to be that guy. If you guys follow us and listen to us, I was against Sammy Watkins week one and he blew up. But then what did he do the next week? Boo-boo. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen with this team. Everybody's going to be on the, the Marcus Robinson. Oh, my God, this guy, three receptions, 100-something yards. Watch this week. He's going to have four receptions for 14 yards or something like that, and it's going to be some other no-name guy. It'll like, probably be Sammy coming back with another one. Either actually. that or the rookie Mirko Hartman. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there, we don't know with this Chiefs. There's only two guys on this team I want to roster and I want moving forward. Showtime Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. That's it. As far as the other side of the ball, um, somebody that's yet to get involved in the uh, I said as far as the other side of the ball, the other team. As far uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Boykins. I think he's going to get a little bit more involved in this game because they're going to key in on Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. So look for Boykins and possibly a DFS start because he's going to be really cheap, good value there. That's all I got for this game. Keep it moving. Oakland Raiders at. The Minnesota Vikings. Vikings minus eight. Total on this game is 43 and a half. What do you got, Big Kev? You start that Minnesota defense immediately. You start mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook. You start the receivers. You start Kirk Cousins. Now, I will say, like I just brought up, who did the Chiefs play the last game? They played the Oakland Raiders. The mm-hmm. Oakland Raiders were able to shut those boys out for three quarters. They had a really tough quarter, obviously, and then they adjusted. And then for the rest of the game, the Chiefs did nothing. So I would keep that in mind when you're talking about these guys moving forward. Uh, you have Derek Carr. Jacobs, Josh Jacobs is showing that he is a NFL running back coming from Alabama. I think we all kind of expected that. So I, I don't think that's a big deal. Tyrell Williams, I know, is still questionable for this game. Going into it, Josh Jacobs is questionable. Uh, so you have to keep those guys in mind. For the Minnesota Vikings, you don't have to worry about too much. They have a few cornerbacks, nothing crazy, nothing that's going to really lower their value as a team as far as injuries are concerned. Points per game, uh, Oakland looks good. They're only giving up their their only giving up 22, which obviously is not that great. But for the Raiders, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect that number to be that low, quite quite honestly. And then the Vikings are are only giving up 16 points a game. Vikings are putting up 22 points a game on offense, and then the Raiders are putting up 17 points a game on offense. What are some of your other thoughts, Vince? Yeah, so uh, as far as the Oakland side, uh, Josh Jacobs is uh, a little banged up. He's questionable. Um, it's going to be tough for you to sit him down, but just don't, you know, you got to temper your expectations. This uh, Vikings defense is really good. Legit. Granted, they got gassed last week by your boy Aaron Jones. Um but the week before that, they shut down Devonta Freeman. You know, it's tough, guys. We're still only two games in, but we're go- we're going to evaluate what we got. Um, this is a good Vikings defense. They want to run the ball and they want to control the clock, and that means that's not a lot of points for you for your offensive players on the Oakland Raiders. So with all those guys, I would temper your expectations. The uh, three main guys I think of is Darren Waller, Tyrell Williams, and. Josh Jacobs. I'm not saying they're not going to get points because somebody's got to catch the ball. They're going to make some sort of effort here. I just don't see how they how they get uh, that many points going. Um, the total has me leaning towards the under, but I'm going to pass just because the Vikings can put up points. They had done. They did it to the Falcons, and um, even though I think the Raiders have a better defense, 
But I'm staying away from this uh, side. I don't trust Kirk Cousins with eight points. I agree. I don't. I don't trust that guy, and I don't trust the Raiders with the eight points either. But um, I'm I'm pretty much anyone on the Vikings. I'm gonna start, but. Uh, we're still a uh, wait and see mode with this with this uh, wide receiver core. They still have yet to break out, and um, I think the Vikings know what they want to do. So get ready for what I like to call the Kansas City Shuffle, and the Kansas City Shuffle is a switcherouski. Everybody knows they want to run the ball, and sometimes when everybody knows what you're going to do, you switch it up on them. So I think maybe they're going to try to air it out a little bit, and that's okay. what makes me think that the Raiders could kind of creep in the back door and cover the spread. I'm not taking the Raiders, though. I'm not taking the Vikings. It's a stay-away game for me. That's all I got. And I will say that I think that Aaron Rodgers poses problems that Oakland won't pose for Minnesota. Minnesota, instead of bringing that, that safety up to play Aaron Jones, they were like, Aaron Jones, if you're going to win today, you're going to be the reason why the Packers win. They made a clear choice. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be the reason why we won this game today because in their mind, that basically guarantees us if we let them just air it out, they made a clear, decisive defensive choice to make it Aaron Jones, and they couldn't do it with their game plan. I don't think that Oakland presents the same challenges. I think they shut down Josh Jacobs, and it might be a rough day for Derek Carr. I agree. Um one more thing I wanted to point out is that I actually already got a trade offer from uh, someone in another league for Stefan Diggs. Uh, I had Diggs two years ago on one of my championship teams, but I don't want no parts of these two wide receivers. As good as Adam Thielen is, it's just it just shows that this team wants to run the ball. And uh, there is a good safety that the Oakland Raiders drafted, Jonathan Abram out of Mississippi State. Uh, this kid got a lot of pub on hard knocks. But I see him double-teaming one of the two, whether that be Adam Thielen or Stephon Diggs. Like I said, I got a trade offer for Diggs. I shut it down right away because uh, I think they're going to struggle with this wide receiving core throughout the year just because of how much they want to run the ball. They're going to get theirs here or there, but it's just not going to be like the output you got from them last year. So temper your expectations. And if you're at Stephon Diggs on and not Thielen, I think Thielen is the clear number one. Thank and you. Diggs is a good number that. two. Don't get me wrong. Um, on another team, he could potentially be a number one. Potentially. But if you're a Stephon Diggs owner, if he has a breakout game, I would sell him. I'd sell him high as you can um, because you're not going to get a lot of output from this guy this year. Anything else, Kev? That's all I got, brother. Next game. Be gentle with me, all right? Yep. The New York Jets travel to New England to take on the Patriots. The total in this game is 44 and a half. And the spread is Patriots minus 23. Kev, what do you got? Obviously, I'm staying away from the spread. Looks like Sam Darnold was in the building today. That was breaking news. So, you know what? Maybe he just fights off the mono and says, screw it, I'm playing. I don't know if that's allowed, what the doctors will say to that. I'm obviously not starting anybody on the Jets' offense other than Le'Veon Bell. But even with that, I think he's a scary start this week. I think Bill Belichick, his his number one goal, I'm going to take away what you do best. And he does it really, really well. And his players follow his instruction really, really well. So I am a little scared for Le'Veon Bell. But if I drafted him, ain't no way I'm sitting this dude. I don't care what week it is. So as far as I'm concerned, the Jets aren't going to win this game. I'm not taking any numbers in this game, whether it be the over-under, whether it be the side, as you call it, uh, the spread, which is 23. No thanks. I'm not dealing with anything. I'm probably not even going to watch it. 
No, I got you. And um, what I'm going to do is just I'm, I'm going to take a homer bet here. I'm going to take the Jets on the money line just because the spread is astronomical and I can get a nice payday. And uh, with Sam Darnold being back in the building, like you said, um, there's a very slim chance of him playing, especially because we're only four days away from Sunday. But that might be an adjustment later on down the week if this kid is ready to play. I don't think the line drops off that much. But, um, you know, Getting to the betting aspect, guys, I just want, to, want you guys to understand something. What they do is they value each player at a certain amount of points. And they valued Sam Darnold at home as a four-point player. When the line opened up against the Cleveland Browns and he was playing, it was the New York Jets plus two and a half. When they found out Sam Darnold would not play, the Jets moved to plus six and a half, which means they value Sam Darnold as a four-point player. And just to provide perspective for you, two years ago when Aaron Rodgers went out, he was worth a touchdown. Exactly, he's seven points. And and that's that's the good that's the transparency there. How much of a big difference it is from Aaron Rodgers to Sam Darnold. And I want you guys to ask yourself a question: When you say to yourself, "Oh, that's not that many points," they can cover that spread. Think about what we just said there. It's a field goal. Lost Vegas. Okay, they have made a living off of this business. They have built buildings and statues off of this business. They value Sam Darnold three points less than Aaron Rodgers. Think about what I just said. I'm a Jet fan, and I think that's crazy. I agree. So understand how it's built into the number here. Even if Sam was to play, this definitely goes from a three-touchdown favorite. Now, again, he's on the road, so I don't think it would be four points. Maybe it's three and a half. It's three. But you're going to lose that that touchdown. You're going to get a 20-point spread or maybe a 19-and-a-half-point spread, give or take. Regardless, um, I'm just throwing a homer bet here just because I've seen crazy things. This is uh, a game we're not going to spend a lot of time on. From a non-fan standpoint, start your New England Patriots. But it's going to be the same thing with me all the time with the New England Patriots. You don't know what you're going to get. They're a box of chocolates. You know, last week, Josh Gordon had only like three fantasy points. This week, he could have 30. I just don't know with this team, and I'm glad that I don't have anybody on this team aside from in the listener league, Antonio Brown. Someone please get this guy off my team. Um, Only guy on the Jets, Le'Veon Bell. That's it. And then I would say uh, uh, going into this, even if Sam plays, that defense does fly around for you guys, so they could possibly help you cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe the offense gets going with Le'Veon, and then they have a chance to cover, but I'm not messing with it. And revert back to the earlier trend that I said about the Dolphins and the Cowboys with – 20 point favorites that would kind of make me think that just because sam's in the building there could be a potential at least he's on the sideline this time now it's going to be a little different give me the jets with the points but go light on it you know what i mean i'm not saying two dollars yeah whatever you want to do throw it in a parlay <laughs> throw it in a parlay that's a lot of points to cover you i know you guys just seen it you know with the with the dolphins but the jets are a different team we have a better defense and we do have some guys that have talent as opposed to the dolphins absolutely it's not even a question detroit kitty cats at the Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles minus seven. Total on this game sits at 47. Kev, what do you got? They're playing really well here for, I would say, the Lions have surprised me so far this year. They're still without Gerard Davis, their middle linebacker. So that is a big deal for their defense. But even last week, they were able to hold Phillip Rivers in that Chargers defense to only 10 points. They are... Uh, putting up 20 points a game while the Eagles are putting up 26. The Lions are allowing 18 points a game while the Eagles are allowing 25. Well, that's a very high number for them, and I think that comes because of their corners. But overall, 
I I don't know with this game either, but Philadelphia is at home. As far as the money line pick, I think the Eagles win the game. I do think the Detroit has a chance to cover. I don't know. I don't know any trends about what they do on the road or how they will hold up in such a in such a tough environment, which is Philadelphia. They have the most rowdy and the craziest fans in the country, in my opinion. But I do think Philadelphia takes it. You obviously start. Zach Ertz with Deshaun Jackson being out two to four weeks. You also you're also going to start. Well, you know what? It's Carson Wentz and it's Zach Ertz and it's Nelson Algalar. After that, JJ Arcega Whiteside. Uh, maybe I guess uh, I don't want to uh, touch anybody else outside of that because I have no clue where Carson is going to go. Maybe maybe they have a heavy running back day because it, because it goes this way. So I don't know what they do as far as the Lions are concerned. I would start all receivers given the cornerbacks that the Eagles have. Kenny Galladay I would put in. I would have no problem starting Marvin Jones. If you don't have to start Marvin Jones, I probably wouldn't. I guess, but if if this is the time where you need him and you need a flex spot, he has a good chance of getting off on these guys given that their their backfield is a little weak carry on johnson could be a little tough their front seven's phenomenal as far as the uh the run game goes for the eagles they're only giving up 42 rush yards a game that's significant 42 almost as good as my packers but they that that's really really good so i would watch out i also think that's why Devontae freeman hasn't looked that great because when you have a front seven who's only giving up that many points but that's all I got. Go ahead, Vince. Um, Kevin said they're only giving up 42 rush yards a game. Let's go back to see who they played. They played Devonta Freeman. What? Yeah. Oh He's been for the last two years. Because Whatever. He was hurt. The week before, <laughs> the week before they played Darius Geis, who got hurt, and then Christian Thompson. They're not, they haven't played a caliber running back yet. I don't, I'm not saying carry on Johnson is that guy, but I think he can still reach the end zone. I'm not saying on Johnson's a, a guy. I'm with it. I have him in one of my lineups. I'm going to be starting him. Um, but let me read you this list. Can we? Can I have something? Before you get to your go list, ahead. I smell a first pick pod. Let's go. Lo- Let- long term. This is a futures bet. Okay, what we got? On the outcome of who's going to be the better running back, on Johnson or Devontae Freeman? What do you want to do? How are we going to do it? Um... Yards, receptions. I don't know how let's, you want to do this. Let's let's break it down, and we'll re, re, reconvene. We'll put up a post on our social media platforms before okay. Sunday. But let's figure out um, overall statistics. We'll break down each one. Whoever has the most in that category will win. We, All right, we well, and, and we'll put up a poll for it to see what people like better. Maybe we could do that for well, Twitter. We'll just put it out there for everyone to see. You okay, know, because we don't want to waste time on this one, but we do right. want to get it before the game gets going on Sunday. Deep. So I, I'm thinking just overall categories. Okay, you know, who has the most? You know, catches. Yards after catch, or you know, like uh, receptions, reception yards, yeah. rush yards. We'll cool. see. Let's let's we'll talk about. I'm it. gonna read you a list right here. Deshaun Jackson, doubtful. Malik Jackson, injured reserve. Alshon Jeffrey, questionable. Timmy Jernigan, out. Jalen Mills, pup. Dallas Goddard, questionable. The secondary has holes, and Matt Stafford has looked sharp in the first two games. 65.3 completion percentage through two games, 630 yards, 8.4 yards per attempt, and five touchdowns to two interceptions. The offensive line played really solid Sunday versus the Chargers, and Stafford didn't get sacked once against Bosa and the Ingram Chargers. 
Wow. Keep that in mind, people. Kenny Galladay is coming off eight receptions, 117-yard game with a touchdown, and there's good talent and skill in positions with Kerryon Johnson, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, TJ Hawkinson. The defense played really well. Hold it up real well against the Chargers. Only let up 10 points, picking off Rivers at key point in the game. I like the Detroit Lions here. Detroit being on the road on grass would be a risk that comes to mind, but Stafford has won games on the road at Chicago, New Orleans, and Indianapolis in 2015-2016 when he had much better teams than what he had the last two years. I like Detroit plus seven. I don't need him to win the game. I just need him to cover. Okay. As far as Detroit players, I'm starting all of them. Um, You know, when I say that, guys, when we say that, we mean that there's nobody that we're particularly staying away from. Kevin says, carry on Johnson. You might want to pump the brakes on. I'm on the opposite side. The only guy that I'm kind of staying away from, unless you're in a real deep league like we have, 16 teams, is Danny Amendola. The first game, he looked great. The second game, there was nothing there. You're going to get that sometimes from this offense TJ Hawkinson looked great game one. Didn't look so good week two. The constant guy in this offense is going to be Kenny Galladay and Matt Stafford. I like the Lions plus seven. Not messing with the total. Maybe I can get this game at seven and a half because the Eagles are uh, a public team, so to say, in this area. It kind of bodes well for me. Um, Again, I don't need the Lions to win. I just need them to cover. And one last ad, if you are a carry-on Johnson owner, make sure you take the time to look out who Ty Johnson is. Um, C.J. Anderson was released today because I think they like Ty Johnson at that backup position. Maybe you want to get him on your team as a handcuff if you have on Johnson in case he gets hurt. The guy looks very effective. He touched the ball five times last week. He's picking up six yards per touch. Just keep that in mind, but I'm good to go. I think the Eagles win this game. I think the Detroit Lions cover. That's all I got. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this next game because there's a big question mark. Carolina Panthers at Arizona Cardinals. Right now, the spread sits at minus 2.5 for the Carolina Panthers, and the total's at 26.5. Um, I'm seeing a lot of sports books take this, this total and the side off the board, which means you can't bet on it right now because of the uncertainty of Cam Newton. I think that revolves, obviously, not only is he the quarterback, but I, th- I believe him to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, and if he is injured, or even if he plays injured or doesn't play, it's going to change our total outlook on this game. Uh, Kevin, would you agree with me there? I agree with you a thousand percent. The only person on the Panthers that you would take right now is Christian McCaffrey, and he's on the block for me. I have him in one league. I had a third pick. I didn't like that. I wish I got the fifth pick in every league this year based on how those mock drafts look before the year started, but Christian McCaffrey's the only guy to go with because you don't know if the backup comes in. Can they get DJ Moore the ball? Can they get uh, Curtis Samuels the ball? Can they get... I do like uh, Greg Olson, which I know you brought up in the fantasy frenzy. He's always going to be there. Listen to that, y'all. Of, of course, listen to the fantasy frenzy. He's always going to be facing that quarterback. Give him some easy catches if they need it. I don't think Cam should play. Um, I do think that I'd rather talk a little bit more about the Arizona Cardinals. I think their defense is really tough. They, they've done really well. They held Jackson and that Baltimore offense to 23 after they put up 50-some points the week before. So uh, they're, they're only allowing... 
They're allowing 25 points per game. It's not that great. But they play well situationally. That's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. And they 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 stifled a lot of those drives. I wound up watching that Baltimore game because I had Lamar Jackson. I am a believer in Kyler Murray. I'm sitting Baker Mayfield this week because I don't like Baker's matchup, which we'll get to here shortly. I think Kyler Murray is going to have a very good game versus these guys. I think there's going to be a little bit of a demoralizing mental feeling for this Panthers team. They're or they're 0-2, Cam is hurt, what are we going to do? We're going to depend on Will Greer and Kyle, what's his name, Allen. We don't even know who that, who is he? Mm-hmm. We don't even know. So that's what that's my outlook. I actually think Arizona comes through in this game. I can see why they're minus 2.5. The Panthers are actually minus 2.5 right now, but that was with Cam on the board. Um, this game has been off the board on a lot of uh, – Sports book, so I don't know. Maybe you might have Arizona. I'm looking at right now. It says minus two. uh, The spread consensus for on ESPN, that's their pick center, has Arizona at minus two and a half. Now that they know Cam is not playing, yeah. So uh, everything for the uh, Carolina Panthers resides on Cam Newton playing. Uh, If he doesn't play, you know, you might want to adjust your rosters with. DJ Moore and uh, Curtis Samuel. Uh, the only two I think that doesn't matter with the Panthers is Greg Olson and CMC. I'm not going to beat it up. We know what it is. If Even if Cam doesn't play, they're going to feed CMC. And Olsen is the veteran. He's the safety blanket. I still think he gets you five receptions, maybe 80 yards. Um, if he gets you a touchdown, you're in the green zone. But I think you're going to get four to five receptions out of him under 100 yards. It's going to be a decent game, 11, 12 points. Um, can CMC hold this team down? Uh, can this defense uh, stop the Cardinals at home? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh Cardinal side, Christian Kirk, stardom. I think he torches this defense. Larry Fitz, I think he torches this defense. And David Johnson. Um, I'm not a big fan of David Johnson in particular. I don't think his game style has been the same since his dominant year. But without Cam, there's no way the Panthers win this game, in my opinion. And his game style is not the way it's been in 2016 because it seems that the coaches that he gets are morons. He is the best player on the team. And I, I, I don't know. I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to come around, especially the first game. He used him great. He had about, I think he had like 81 yards rushing, and then he had like 50 or 60 catching. That's what you want from him. You want him touching the game in multiple ways as many times. And Carolina has given up 133 yards a game through the first two uh, through the first two games. I think that they have a ch- he has a chance to have one of those David Johnson 2016 days, uh, uh, 2016 day games here. And But I will say the Carolina pass defense they're only giving up at 197 uh, which puts them in the top 10 in the league as far as pass defense but I think with the offense being so inept I think Arizona has the good day I'm taking them and I kind of feel comfortable about it even if Cam plays I understand that and I can see what you're saying with the pass defense because they got the boy James Bradbury over there he's a real good cornerback the problem is there's not another good cornerback there and uh, he's either going to be on Larry Fitz or he's going to be on Christian Kirk and if I was Ron Rivera, I'd have him on Larry Fitz because I'd rather have the young boy try to beat me than have the crafty vet do it. Let him get loose. Um, again, I'm not messing with this game, and I'm not really putting any much more insight on it without Cam Newton. Unfortunately, guys, we are recording on Wednesday, so this is what we got to do sometimes. We're going to get it in early. Um, you could decipher on what you want to do when that time comes, um, given off of the slight information we have. And even if he does play, you're crazy to play him, I think. Next up, the New York Giants at... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers minus six and a half total on this game is 48. 
What do you like in this one, Kev? I think it's. Uh, I'm so surprised that they even have a number on this game with Daniel Jones coming in. I do think the Giants look better with Daniel Jones. He's more. I think he's more accurate than Eli. Eli's also older. He's long in the tooth. He's done what he's done. I, I kind of feel bad for the guy, but it's a business decision. I understand not making emotional decisions. I'm going to put in my young guy. I drafted him sixth overall. He's playing. I can't argue with them at all. The Giants are only scoring 15 points a game. Tampa Bay putting up 18. Uh, the Giants are also allowing 31 points a game. So it looks like Tampa Bay is going to have a field day. And Tampa Bay is also giving up are, uh, um, are also giving up 22 points a game. I think Chris Godwin has a monster day. And I also think that Mike Evans, both of these guys are on my wittits in the Fantasy Frenzy episode. I think they're going to have a wonderful day versus this defense. Um, I stay away from the running backs in Tampa Bay. Even though Pey- Peyton Barter- Barber had 15 points the last game, he had a nice little touchdown on Thursday Night Football. Overall, Jameis Winston, I stay away from him. I am very, very excited to see what Daniel Jones can do. I am really rooting for this guy so hard after all the crap he got tv fans people killing david gentleman who was the general manager for the giants for drafting him that early and i get that they probably could have got him in the second round pay him less and got other players to help him out on the defense that stinks right now so but overall i th- i feel like you guys have a quarterback and i do think tampa bay wins this game uh i don't know i don't think it's that close Uh, But now that I think about it, maybe it's going to be close. I think Daniel Jones, I already told you, I think Daniel Jones is better, but they don't have the weapons. But Sterling Sterling Shepard looks like he's going to be back this week. So we'll see. Evan Ingram can get going. Of course, you have Saquon Barkley. You start all three of those guys if you have them, in my opinion, on for the Giants. But I think it winds up being a close game. What do you got, Vince? Um, I agree with you as far as being a close game because I think the Giants could win this game outright. Hmm. Yeah, so um, what I'm thinking here is this, too. The New York Giants last year as a road underdog were 6-1 and one against the spread. That's 85.7% against the spread. Um, they're getting 6.5. Uh, I'm going to wait. This is what I said last week. Remember I said this last week, guys, if you listen to me. You like the underdog, you wait until the last minute. Except, if it's, of course, if it's the trendy dog. I don't think the Giants are a trendy dog with a rookie quarterback coming into play. But this is what I'm going to say. I said it last week for Sunday Night Football. You're losing all day. The day's not going well. You lose the 1 o'clock. You lose the 4 o'clock. Guess what happens on Sunday night? I got to get my money back. I want the favorite. Does this, this, this doesn't line up for that exactly, but it's kind of in the same realm. Last week, the favorite on, on Sunday Night Football was the Philadelphia Eagles. Didn't work out so good. Not only did the Falcons win outright as, a, as an underdog, they obviously covered the spread. I think this is going to be the same thing here. Your 1 o'clock games aren't going so well. This is a 4:05 game, and uh, this is what I like to call the get-back games because I'm trying to get back, trying to get back some of that money. Right. So you're going to look at the Buccaneers, and you're going to say, you know what? Daniel Jones, rookie quarterback, I don't think it happens. That's cool because you know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be waiting to get that 7, 7.5. Give me Daniel Jones and the New York Giants plus 7, 7.5. Right now it's sitting at 6.5. I ain't taking it at 6.5. I only take it upwards of 7 because um, I don't. if they don't win outright, I want to make sure I got that little bit of cushion. Giants, they're good as a road dog. They're unexpected. I think the team rallies around the young boy. This is supposed to be the future. They're going to get with this guy. So are the rest of these guys. Evan Ingram ain't going anywhere. Sterling Shepard ain't going anywhere. Saquon Barkley ain't going anywhere. These are the guys, and they're going to rally around their guy, and I think they win this game. However, I am starting the Bucks defense in one of my leagues. <laughs> 
So <laughs> I sound like a fool right now uh, just because I still think Daniel Jones is going to throw a pick. You right. know what I mean? I, I don't think it's going to be uh, – I, I like the under in this game. I can't believe it's at 48. I think that's wild given the fact that the last two games that the the, the Bucks have two unders on, in the first two games. Granted, they only came within a point or two of the first game being under. The last one was a no sweat. But um, you said it earlier, two unders, there's going to have to be an I understand there's adjustments there, um, and I, I, I think that – uh, maybe people see points galore with the Bucks and they pound the over. I'm not sure. I like the under, and if I like the under, I like the underdog. Um, I think the Bucks defense could be surprising, though. I, I don't really have much else. Fantasy relevance, I, I'm kind of shrug- shrugging my shoulders here. Kev gave you what he, what he likes. Go off of what Kevin says. I don't really have a good feel for this Buccaneers offense yet. The running backs are shaky. I know Kev loves Chris Godwin, and um, he's been – He's been shutting me up, so to say. I haven't been a, I'm not a Chris Godwin hater. I just, I, I didn't believe in the hype and I'm starting to. So I don't have a good feel for this offense. And I don't know what the Giants offense is going to be like until they're all healthy. Aside from Saquon and Evan Ingram, those two guys you start. That's all I got with this game. Deal. Next up, the Houston Texans at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers minus three. Total in this game is 47.5. Kev, what do you got? I like the Texans with the points in this game. The, I think both teams are pretty even. I, I feel like they're pretty even. They're both missing some guys. Offensive line is not great for Houston. They're missing some guys on the offensive line for Phillip Rivers. They're missing players galore everywhere for the Chargers. They had a really rough week last week with the kicker not not being able to make any kicks. It, you know, it's a, it's a bit ridiculous. I have no qualms about starting everybody on both offenses here. I think there, there could be some point some points scored in this game. So Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, who's questionable if he's playing. Always Keenan Allen. If you're gonna if you're gonna play, he's always gonna feed that boy. Also, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a must start at all times, every time. I don't care if aliens come from another planet and they were like, I I'm gonna play the the, the Texans this week. I'm starting DeAndre Hopkins versus all the rest of the other aliens that are coming from another planet. He's so good, I might start him in his bye week. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get you a couple points from his couch while he's watching TV. So I have no qualms about anybody offensively in this game as far as getting points. I stay away from the Texans tight ends totally. And I do think the that it's going to be a close game. And I do think that Houston covers. I'm with you on the cover there. Um, I like the I like the over here. I know that Houston didn't really play well last week, and I think that's really credit to Jacksonville's defense yes. and it being a divisional game. Houston doesn't have to fly far from Texas to Los Angeles, it's not like you're going from, you know, Buffalo to, to L.A. Um, I like the Texans plus the points, but um, I don't know if it's going to if it's gonna make my wager there. Um, I'm, I lean more towards the total here on the over. I agree with you, points galore. The Texans defense hasn't been as sharp as I thought it would be, and uh, the Chargers defense is just non-existent. I don't care who's over there. Ingram, Bosa, don't matter. They just can't stop anybody right now. Even though they only, you know, uh, the Colts only put up 13 points, they're still, they're not impressing me, so to say. The Colts have a new quarterback. They have one receiver and uh, tight ends is pretty much their number two receivers there. And they still weren't able to win that game. So I lean towards the over and uh, towards the points with the Texans. Like you said, though, um, I'm not starting the defenses. I have the Texans in one league, right. but they're going to be on my bench. Uh, I'm starting Eckler. Uh, like you said, you know, uh, Allen. I don't know what's up with Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins. That's it, though, for that for that side. Uh, as far as the running backs go for the Texans, yeah. 
Hyde looks good though. He's getting the volume, but he's not getting the production. Right. If that makes any sense. I mean, he had what twenty carries last week for ninety yards, but he only got nine points. He didn't catch a single ball out of the backfield. They're using Duke Johnson there, and it. If you can morph Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde to one player, you got one of the best running backs in history. Exactly. Because you got <laughs> Carlos Hyde getting the carries, and you got Duke Johnson catching the balls out of backfield. But they're going to be touchdown dependent running backs. Duke Johnson's not going to run the ball. He's going to catch it, and Carlos Hyde ain't going to catch the ball. He's going to run it. So unless they get in a touchdown, you're not doing anything crazy. To me, they're bye week fillers. We're not on the bye weeks yet. If you got an injury at one of those positions, you got to start them. Sure, you'll get anywhere between seven to nine points if you're lucky, upwards of nine to fourteen. Uh, I, I'm not loving anybody other than DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and a possible Phillip Rivers. But I said it before on our AFC West breakdown, Phillip Rivers is never going to win you your fantasy games. He's also not going to lose you your fantasy games. You're looking at a steady 18 to 27 points consistently. Every once in a while, you're going to have a dud, and every once in a while, you're going to have a stud where he drops the 30-burger. It ain't happening in this game, I'll tell you that. That was a really great analysis of Philip Rivers. I agree. Appreciate that. Thank you. I try. Seriously. I try. Hopefully you got hopefully the listeners think that. <laughs> That's the, it's just the truth. If you watch football on Philip Rivers, that you can't now you can't deny what you just said. It's what I do, big Kev. what I do. <laughs> Next up, the Pittsburgh Stillers <laughs> against the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco's coming back home. San Francisco minus seven. Total on this game's forty-four. Uh, San Francisco had their first two games on the road. Now they're back home. What do you think, Vic, Kev? The traveling does concern me a little bit. It's always concerning to go from one time zone to the other. But I think that number's too big. I think Mason Rudolph plays better. I think Mason Rudolph gets these guys going. You know, we got to disagree more for for we. we you know, we got to get that uh, disagreeing in there because we're, well, we're see, on the same then, page. But there will be fake take. No, I, I don't. Gotcha. I don't want to be take. fake I like take. That. Yeah, fake I don't want to be that. Those guys taking shots. We're, shots right. fired. Every once in a while, we'll have a real shots one. Shots fired, and it's tangible. <laughs> when we have a real disagreement, it's tangible. I can feel it. I like that. Yeah, I we like do. Carry on, carry on, Johnson, and. Uh, Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman. Oh, we got one. When we have real ones, I I, I want them to be real because I want to be able to feel. I'm like, what is this guy talking about over there, you know? But I think Pittsburgh plays really well. I think they stay within those points. I think you're crazy not to take them in this game. So I I also think that San Francisco's real. I don't think it's a, a, um, a flash in the pan of how well they played at the beginning. Now, yes, they, they, um, you don't want to, Stake your claim on the fact they played Tampa Bay and they played Cincinnati. I get it. But even before this, in our NFC West breakdown this summer, I thought that the defense, after looking at it and digging into their defense, I'm like, this could be something. I don't think this is a, you know, I don't think this is a crap team. The defense in San Francisco is only giving up 17 points a game versus Steelers who are giving up 30. I don't know. This San Francisco team could get busy with some points here. And then Steelers aren't putting up very many points, only 14 points a game, and San Francisco giving up 36. I think they're going to meet someplace in the middle there because of some of the teams that they They've played given this time. You know, the Steelers had to start off with the freaking Patriots, and then you wind up losing Ben Roethlisberger versus the Seahawks. They were playing quality teams while San Francisco was not. So I still think you could take Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster. I still think you could take James Conner. I still think that you could start with Van Stance. I think he's going to do well enough for all of these guys to play well. Now, outside of Juju. Um, Dante Moncrief. Dante Moncrief. Eh, 
he's been a real bum. He's been dropping balls. I would stay away from him totally. I still don't know what's going on in San Francisco. All I know is they're winning games. But as far as fantasy, I don't want anything to do with them as, aside from George Kittle. Okay. Um, and, oh, and, and Garoppolo. And, sorry. And Jimmy GQ. Because my yeah. man has been playing. I can't, can't yeah. hate on them. Um, our first with it or against this segment, I was with it on Jimmy GQ. And I, I'm going to go back to that real quick. I was with it on G, Jimmy GQ and I was against it on Sammy Watkins. One week later, Jimmy GQ blew up and Sammy Watkins blew up on the downgrade. So I was just one week <laughs> off. So I got the right mindset. I just got off. At, I, I'm on the right track. I got off at the wrong stop. Right. You feel me? Yes. So I like Jimmy GQ. I like Kittles and Bits. I'm with you on that. The receivers here, I don't know. Marquise Goodwin, Debo Samuel. Whoever else they got there, that's a wait and see for me. Roster Goodwin and Roster Samuel, but don't start him yet. Let's see what develops here because this might be a uh, what we're kind of feeling kind of thing. We already know the running back situation in San Fran is a crapshoot. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., and Matt Breida. All three of them, I say you start them all. If you need to start Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson Jr., it's because you got you're banged up at the running back position. You might have been the Tevin Coleman owner. You you might be the Joe Mixon owner and you're worried about it. You might have a bad matchup. Start all three of these guys. Each of them will get you slightly over double digits or just under it, depending on your depth of your league. If you're upwards of the 14 to 16 team league, I think you start any one of these three and you're going to be okay. They're going to get you eight to a maximum of 15 points. It showed last week. Raheem Mozart was the pass catcher. Jeff Wilson Jr. was the goal line guy. Matt Breida was the bulk guy. Matt Breida had 121 yards on the ground, but Jeff Wilson had the two touchdowns. You still got points from anywhere, and then you had Mozart getting the catches. Start any one of these three. Don't don't get me wrong. You're not getting 20 points, but you're not going to be disappointed. If I'm a San Francisco fan, though, I like that because I feel like Kyle Shanahan is doing very much a Bill Belichick thing. Yes. I don't care about big names. I just need you to do this and do it well, and you do this well, and he's putting them in positions to do what they do Mm -hmm. well, which is – Coaching. That's yeah. really what it comes down to. I know you can do this, and I know you can't do that. I'm not going to put you in positions where you can't do that. All right? So I just wanted to say that Kyle Shanahan is phenomenal. It's kind of the reason why Atlanta Falcons look a little shaky, because when he was with them, they were a they were a Tesla, baby. And now eh, they're trying to figure it out there with the new offense coordinator. But sorry to cut you off, man. I just wanted to add that in. No, you're good, man. And I think back as far as the relevance I could tell you is my New York Jets of 2010, when we had LaDainian Tomlinson, Sean Green, Braylon Edwards, Santonio Holmes. We had a lot of guys, but they weren't fantasy relevant because they just won the games. You never knew who was going to get the points or how they were going to do it. They just won. And I see that with the San Francisco 49ers. I like your analogy. I don't like the guy you uh, uh, referenced him to, but we we should know that by now. Enough of uh, slurping on the 49ers. They're 2-0. They look good. They're coming back home. I agree with Kev, though. I do think the Steelers stick around in this game and cover. However, I was completely wrong with the Cincinnati Bengals sticking around and covering against the 49ers last week. So I'm going to tread lightly. If this becomes a play of mine, it's going to be a coffee or a lunch bet because I don't know if I have a good read on the 49ers yet. I don't while, either. While I think they're a good team, I just don't think they're that good. And last week, they proved me wrong. The Steelers have to have a new identity. There's a bunch of new guys in the Steel City Who's going to step up and be like, this is my team. Let's get this win. And uh, it's a whole new regime from from every which way you go down except for the head coach. 
But uh, I like Mason Rudolph to to shine here, so to say. And uh, I think that James Washington is a guy you want to roster because they have a rapport with each other from college, but definitely not a guy you want to start. Dante Moncrief is droppable at this time. Vance Dance looked real good last week. He's going to be a guy that I'm starting. And uh, you can't not start Juju. You can't not start James Conner. But temper your expectations. That's all I got for this game. Let's keep it moving. Nolans, Saints, out to the 12th man. Seattle Seahawks laying four and a half. That means minus. Seattle Seahawks minus four and a half. Total in this game is 44 and a half. Teddy Bridgewater starting for the Saints. Kev, what do you got? This game comes down to a field goal. Really? The Saints cover. <whistles> yes. Uh, it's go- I think it's going to be a field goal in this game. We will see what happens. I think it's going to be a really close one up there with the 12th man. I think it's going to be a very gritty run the ball, play defense. It's just going to be one of those. That's what I think comes out of this because that's the way uh, Wilson – because every once in a while, Russell Wilson goes into straight uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers mode where he can throw, and then sometimes they have those gritty games where he's running it. They're running the ball a million times. You kind of don't know what Pete Carroll is going to give you as far as that's concerned. As far as fantasy is concerned, Russell Wilson all the time. I I would start him all the time. Most of the leagues I have him in, though he's my backup guy. I feel like I have somebody who's better offensively. He is the quintessential backup quarterback in fantasy. He is a wonderful start. Um, if you have an injury, you I feel comfortable with him for the rest of the season. If I have no choice, you know. So I love the start for him. I like Tyler Lockett. I drafted him early in all my leagues. I will continue to say that. But DK Metcalf is is creeping up there, man. They have two good receivers there, and I. Think I think Metcalf actually helps out Tyler Lockett in a a massive way. I think they help each other out in this offense. I also think that you still can start Jared Cook. I think you still start Michael Thomas. And I still think, of course, you start Alvin Kamara for these teams. I I don't know. I think it's going to be a very close game that comes down to Will Lutz or whoever the kicker is for the Seahawks. Jason Myers. Jason Myers getting it done. As far as some of the team stats, the Saints give up a lot of points, 27 points a game. Seattle's at 23. Seattle scores more with 24 points a game. Saints are only putting up 19. Obviously, that's because... uh, Drew Brees was out of the last game. That's my view for the game. I just think New Orleans covers. I have no clue who wins, though, man. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. Like you said, this is a tough game. I don't like the spread with Teddy being there. He didn't look great last week, but now he has a week to prepare. Um, it's tough to win in Seattle. It really is. Um, but I could foresee it being a close game. Uh, again, I, I lean towards the under here just because uh, the Seahawks offense really hasn't impressed me, even though I think they put up 26 points last week and 21 the first week. The Saints without Drew Brees, I don't know if they're going to be able to move the chains like that. But while I'm saying that, I noticed to myself a lot of games I'm liking the under. Um, and a lot of games went under over the last few weeks. I can There's going to be a point blow up somewhere. What could you tell me? Why? It always the first four games. I don't. This I don't have anything that I have researched. This is just from me watching football. Oh, so this isn't from the Big Kev database. This is not from the Big Kev gotcha. database. This is just from observation base. Mm-hmm. Just over years of watching football, it takes offenses at least four weeks to get it together. The defense consistently comes out and beats up on offenses early in almost every football season. It always happens this way. Everybody, what's wrong with this offense? What's wrong with that? It's a whole lot more coordination for offense than it is for defense. Sometimes it's just like, I'm just letting my dogs loose today on defense. They're going to run around like psychos. We're going to be at freedom. It's not always that way on offense. So I always say 
it's always the offense is always going to struggle early, and in that second half of the season, it'll start evening out. I got you. Um, I'm staying away. I, I I don't I don't know what to do with this game. Um, I have Chris Carson. I'm a little worried about starting him with what what happened last week with Pete Carroll. He looks like he's back to doing Pete Carroll things, where everybody's running the ball, everybody's catching the ball. I have Alvin Kamara. I'm not going to sit him. Because it's Alvin Kamara, but at the same time, I'm a little worried. Uh, again, I just temper my expectations. I'm not look. I don't think he's going to drop 40 points. But like you said, it's going to be a grind them out game that would make me lean towards the under here. Um, I can't take the points with Teddy B. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I do. I wanted him to be the Jets quarterback. To make my statement, I, I wanted the Jets to keep Teddy Bridgewater and not draft a quarterback. It didn't work out my that way. Maybe I was right. I don't know. I'm never really right with uh, my Jets. Um, but anyway, um, I don't got much insight, unfortunately, guys. It's just a game that I kind of shrug my shoulders on. And I'm not going to force something to you guys. This line seems a bit accurate for me. Um, you're, 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 you're laying four and a half with the home favorite. I just I don't have an accurate read, and I'm not going to give you guys some cockamamie uh, – excuse where to start guys i'm i'm hesitant on michael thomas i'm hesitant on jared cook i actually have jared cook in one league and i'm i'm searching out a possible streaming tight end just because i'm not confident with this i mean you said though that he had a lot of targets last game he jared did cook. he dropped them though that was part of the because he's on my team so i was paying attention okay but he had i think it was like two or three drops in the last game i saw i did see saw one two of them myself i did see one of them because i was cursing at the tv yeah. and, <laughs> and i look back and i saw my son behind me and i was like my bad little man <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to spend much more time. I don't have a really good feel, guys. And if I don't, I'm not going to give you guys some BS. Got it. Sunday night football. The Los Angeles Rams at the Dog Pound. The Cleveland Brownies. Rams minus three. Total on this game is 49 and a half. Kev, before I even go anywhere, I like the under. How how are the Cleveland Browns going to score points against this defense? They could barely score against my Jets. And Baker was throwing all over the place. My God, how do I like the over in this game? And I love the Rams. I don't I, the Rams minus three. These are this is a classic game where I say this line doesn't make any sense. In my experience, I usually ask you, Kev, what you think here, but I gotta go on my rant because this doesn't make any sense to me. And this is usually a game where I say the Rams minus three, it doesn't make any sense. Give me the Rams minus three. But in my experience, those it doesn't make any sense games are the ones that make me very angry when I lose. And this would be some game that the Rams win by like one. Uh, not only will the game not go under, it'll be like a 41 to 40 game or something like that. So I'll be wrong on all angles. Because um, it's going to click for Baker sooner or later. I'm telling you, he's at, he's starting off rough. It's only the first two games. But when it clicks, trust me, we're going to notice it and we're going to be talking about it. That's for sure. I think you're wrong. I think Baker looks like dog poop. And uh, I think. Oh, he did. I'm not saying yeah. he looked good. I'm just saying it's okay. going to click in the I got future. You. That's all. And I ain't, I'm not get. I, I haven't got on the Cleveland Browns hype train. I'm not getting on in any stop. When the train stops, I'm waving at the passengers like, you guys are fools. Look at me. You guys are fools. Get on the Cleveland Brown hype train. I can't believe this team even got favored to win the Super Bowl. It's ridiculous. Um, I want no parts of Cleveland Browns. I have Chubb in one league. Unfortunately, I was auto-drafted Odell Beckham because uh, my internet was having issues. I'm trying to get rid of these guys. I don't want no Cleveland Browns on my team. The only guy I like is a guy that's questionable, and that's David Njoku. Okay. I like that guy. I like the person. 
I love the person. He's a real good dude. I read up a lot about the guy, and I like the guy at the, at the position. Los Angeles Rams. You, listen, you're going to have that issue every week. You got three great receivers. Who's going to be who? I don't know. Um, luckily, I don't have the Todd Gurley situation. I like Malcolm Brown. and I, I think he's going to be uh, the workhorse here because they're going to reserve Todd Gurley. Um, I'm not... Go ahead. It's not I, my I, bad. No, 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 my bad. I'm, I'm, I'm waffling and I'm, I'm amazed at this game. And even for the receivers, if I have any of them, I start them. I, I don't know. I, I guess if you feel like you have better options, that's what it always comes down with. You have to weigh your options. You have to weigh your opponents. You have to weigh who your other guys are playing. But if I have Robert Woods, which I do have in other leagues, if I have Brandon Cooks, I don't have Brandon Cooks or a Cup in any other league. But I, if I have any of them, I'm starting them. I take it or leave it with whatever they give me. And if one of them has a bad day i'm hoping another player makes up for that and i have a collective team because this is a team game even in fantasy you can have one guy have a terrible day your number one starter and then have a quarterback come through with a 40 point day that saves you so you know it's the same exact thing so we'll see what happens i have no problem starting any of the rams i have obviously i have todd Gurley in three or four of my leagues i don't even remember how many i have them in a good amount of them and i what like you say him. about todd Gurley. i like what you said about him the last time we talked about todd Gurley. i don't remember now just give me 15. Oh, right. Just give me 15. I'm fine with that. And I, if I'm a St. Louis Rams fan, I love what they're doing with Todd Gurley. What what what, what team is St. Louis Rams? Jesus. I'm going to bust your chops about that. That's fine. You can kill me every single time. I, I deserve it. The Los Angeles Rams, every time I'll take 15 from them. Uh, I get it. He's not going to be. And I still think he's going to have a couple of those where he breaks one and he shows you that he's still Todd Gurley. But they have shown that they're clearly going. It's a share. It's every other Every other drive. So, Malcolm, you got this drive. Uh, Todd, you have this drive. And I'm okay with that, even drafting him fifth overall like I did in almost every league. So, I had I had the fifth pick, weirdly, in like almost all of my leagues this mm-hmm. year. So, I had the choice between him and Le'Veon Bell, and I went with him, which I'm kind of happy with, at least for right now. We'll see how that looks in the long run. But, go ahead. It's early for me. This is Wednesday. I want to do a little bit more homework before I start giving out any trends I have on on either of these two teams. And it's just it's it seems a little too eerie to me that this total is so high and the spread is so low for the Rams. Um, the Rams' offense hasn't looked great yet, and. The reason being is because they didn't play many of their starters in the preseason. Sean McVay is not a fool. This guy knows his team's going to the playoffs, and they don't want a repeat of what happened last year. So I don't know if this is the game that they get clicking, but if it gets clicking, they're covering the three points. Yes. At the end of the day, this is going to be a total I stay away from because I don't like to play two things in the same game. It's very rare that I pick a side and a total in the same game. I ha- I, I did it last week with the Packers and the Vikings. Um, I, I had the Packers and I had the under. But the reason I don't like to do that is because I don't like to root for two different things. Let's just say what, what happens if, the point, if it's coming to the point where the Rams aren't covering, but if they score another touchdown, it goes over. What am I actually rooting for there? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm only going to split my bet at the, at the best case scenario. It's very hard to hit the total and the side. People, you listen to me. You could tell me. You could probably say, ah, that guy's crazy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Whatever. It is what it is. This is the way I approach games. If I'm choosing one thing here, I'm taking the Rams minus three. 
And actually, I already got the Rams at minus two and a half because I don't play no games. As soon as them lines come up, your boy's harping on them. <laughs> you you want to get those hooks? Yeah. That makes sense. And you know why? Look at it. Two and a half, and now it's at three. By game time, this is going to be three and a half, four. Remember I said it. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, and it's already at three. By Sunday, we're talking three and a half, four, especially after everyone is able to watch what garbage the Brownies put out there against my Jets on Monday Night Football. I got nothing else with this game. Got a slight lean towards the under. But that's it. You got anything else, Big Kev? We can keep it moving, bro. There's nothing else to keep moving. That's Sunday Night Football. We are wrapping up our Week 3 NFL Preview, Episode 13. We hope you guys enjoy the way that we're breaking it down. Uh, We're going to keep saying it until we get it. Leave reviews and rate us on... We have 21 ratings right now on... Apple, iTunes, all five stars. We appreciate that from each and every one of you. Uh, myself and Big Kev's mom is one of those. We really got 19. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we'll take what we could get. But we appreciate you guys coming uh, and listening to us. And, and please spread the word. If you like what we're doing and you like me and Kev, or maybe you just like me, you don't like Kev. Or maybe you just like Kevin, you don't like me. Help us out. Spread the word. Share. Share it. Send a link to somebody, to an episode. Anything you could do to spread it out there. We certainly appreciate it. And I thought we kept a really good pace for this. It was like a real fast-paced breakdown of the games. Betting. Fantasy. I really liked how this one really went, man. It feels good. I hope you guys like it because it felt good today. I don't always feel good after we're done with these, but this one felt really good today. So I hope you listen back and you love it. We that probably have- means it's our worst episode. Yeah, maybe. No, <laughs> maybe. Messing around, messing around. But we have a lot coming at you this week. We did a lot of work this week. This is the last one we're going to have. You're going to have a lot of content coming after you at, at, from Wednesday on all the way up until the game. So hopefully we're going to give you enough time to get everything in, get your trends, get everything you need to get started for the week once again we appreciate you find us at the first pick pod everywhere listen on soundcloud podcast addict spotify podcoin apple itunes we love you guys see you next week